to all who have gathered here on this Christmas Eve, members and guests, families who have come home, first-time visitors, friends old and new, whoever you are and wherever you have come from, we welcome you to this Christmas Eve service at Third Presbyterian Church. We thank you for the gift of your presence and do hope that you will take the red friendship pad that you'll find at the end of each pew and sign it and let us know that you're here. As we continue with the worship of God on this holy night, we prepare ourselves to hear again the message of the angels, to go in heart and mind to Bethlehem to see Mary and Joseph with Jesus in a manger. Tonight, we listen to the story of God's saving acts to celebrate the birth of this holy child. Tonight, we make these walls reverberate with the glad tidings of great joy, which is to all the people. Please join me in the prayer of invocation. Great God, as you came at night when all was still, so enter our lives this night. Illumine our paths with the light of Christ's presence. Give us such love and wonder that with shepherds and magi and pilgrims unknown, we may come to adore the Holy Child, the promised King, and with our gifts worship him. May the good news of this night inspire us to tell the world of our great joy. For to us is born a Savior, the Messiah, the Lord. Amen. In the two Genesis readings, God first tells sinful Adam that he has lost the life of paradise. Later, God promises to faithful Abraham that in his seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent tricked me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the women, and between your offspring and hers. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. And to the man he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the tree about which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread until you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. 
The angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will indeed bless you. And I will make your offspring as numerous as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of their enemies. And by your offspring shall all the nations of the earth gain blessing for themselves, because you have obeyed my voice. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. foretold. In the Micah lesson, the prophet foretells the glory of little Bethlehem. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. You, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who were little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, 
whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore, God shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has brought forth. Then the rest of God's children shall return to the people of Israel. And the new ruler will stand and feed the flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure, for now the ruler shall be great to the ends of the earth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
In the third lesson, the angel Gabriel greets the Virgin Mary. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Hail, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and considered in her mind what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no husband? And the angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
fourth lesson, St. Luke tells of the birth of Jesus. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. And all went to be enrolled, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
In the fifth lesson, the angels announced the birth to the shepherds. And in that region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will come to all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, there with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. The word of the Lord.
In the sixth lesson, the shepherds go to the manger. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the sayings which had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, and it has been told them. The word of the Lord.
a long time ago in a place called Palestine. In all of its brokenness, the world waited. Plagued by poverty, the world waited for blessing. Bedeviled by disease, the world waited for healing. Overcome by confusion, the world waited for clarity. Permeated with disruption, the world waited for order. Upended by uncertainty, the world waited for security. Bowed down with shame, the world waited for honor. Paralyzed by fear, the world waited for joy. Shattered by violence, the world waited for peace. Filled with hatred, the world waited for love. Overwhelmed by despair, the world waited for hope. Hidden in darkness, the world waited for light. Grief-stricken by death, the world waited for life. Impatient with the world as it was, the world waited for a miracle. Into that waiting world, Jesus was born. Into that impatient world, God sent the Savior, who is Christ the Lord. The waiting of the world in the days of the Emperor Augustus is the waiting of the world at this time. The waiting for blessing and healing, for clarity and order, for security and honor. The waiting for joy and peace, for love and hope, for light and life. The waiting for a miracle. The profound waiting that can only be satisfied by the child who is Emmanuel, God with us. Somewhere around the last month of pregnancy when I was expecting my first child, I commiserated with an experienced mother and grandmother about what it's like to wait for the birth of your own baby. And she said, finally, you just get to the point where it's time to hold that baby, isn't it? That's right, it is time to be done waiting. It's time to hold that baby. Artists throughout the centuries have imagined the nativity scene in a myriad of ways. Sometimes the infant Jesus lies in a manger. Sometimes the manger is lined with hay, other times with a blanket. Sometimes baby Jesus upgrades to a little bit fancier cradle. Sometimes he's even just lying on a blanket on the ground or on the hem of his mother Mary's long robe, waiting to be picked up and held. Many other times, Mary cradles him in her arms. And then there are portraits where someone entirely different holds the baby. In one, it's little cherubs rocking Jesus. 
In a very few, it's Joseph. In another, an unidentified woman holds the newly swaddled infant as she passes him to Mary as if she were a midwife assisting in the birth. After all the waiting for this miraculous birth, it's time to hold the baby. And the question is, who gets to hold the baby? Who indeed? The answer is, we do. By entering history as God made flesh, born as a fragile, dependent, very human, newborn baby, God was willing to be held by us with our human hands and all of their germs and imperfections and fears and phobias of first-time parenthood. God was willing to be touched by common sheep herders who no doubt were hardly the most hygienic individuals to visit a newborn nursery. God was willing to be fed and changed and cradled by those who were lowly and unlovely and inexperienced and terrified out of their wits. When Christ was born, God arrived not in a sterile neonatal ward, but amid the untidiness of spilled grain and scattered straw. And even today, it is amid the untidiness of our own broken and disarrayed world that Christ arrives, willing to be held and touched by we who are lowly and unlovely and inexperienced and terrified out of our wits. When the angels proclaimed their good news of great joy, they shouted to frightened sheep herders who lived and worked in pastures full of muck and manure. Their glad tidings pierced the barriers of time and place to all of us who wade through the sludge of fear and uncertainty, hoping against hope to make it to Bethlehem so we can hold the baby. For we have been waiting for so long. We who are impoverished and diseased confused and disrupted, have been waiting to hold the baby. We who are uncertain and ashamed, afraid and hurt, we too have been waiting to hold the baby. We who are hate-filled and despairing, hiding and grieving, have been waiting to hold the baby. We are impatient with the world as it is. And we have been waiting to hold the baby Jesus because when you hold a baby, the world changes right before your very eyes. You see what you couldn't see before. You feel what you couldn't feel before. You hope what you dared not hope before. The great good news of Christmas is this. The wait is over. A child has been born to us, a son has been given to us, the very Son of God. It is time for us now to hold the baby. So let us go to Bethlehem. Let us hold the Christ child in our hands and cradle him in our hearts. Let us behold his glory, full of grace and truth, right there before our very eyes.
The wait is indeed over. Merry Christmas. Let us pray. O holy night, we are grateful beyond measure that the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all. We no longer need be dominated by anxiety and fear because our Lord God has embraced us through the birth of a son. We are now members of a redeemed creation and nothing can separate us from the love of God that we received through Jesus Christ. We prepare this night to remember the amazing gift of divine connection to our Creator God in a baby. We remember that this baby was discovered by a group of laborers and by three wise travelers from a distant land who knew only that they must follow a light more brilliant than any other in the night sky. We remember that there were political forces that wanted to kill the baby, and we give thanks that this baby, Christ the Lord, was welcomed into a neighboring country, Egypt. This holy child of God grew to adulthood and brought a message of divine love that brings forgiveness, wholeness, and renewal to all who receive it. We pray that as we enter this season of Christmas, we would be mindful of your presence with us, dear Lord. We pray that this would confirm in us a confidence that the future is in your control, even as you invite us to co-create that future with you. We pray that we would see more clearly how to make choices that align themselves with your creative, reconciling actions that draw all things to yourself. For all those we meet who struggle with anxiety, loneliness, grief, and despair, enable us to be the love, joy, peace, and hope that you bring into this world through those who are your faithful people. We give thanks this night that you have called us your beloved and pursue us with your love forever. And now let us join together with one voice to pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We have received grace upon grace, and in gratitude to God, we will now receive our Christmas joy offering.
In the seventh lesson, St. John unfolds the great mystery of the Incarnation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In a world where so many wait in darkness, light comes into our hearts through a baby born in a manger. As we light the Christ candle on this holy night, let us seek to share the light of Christ in our hearts and homes, in our city and world, for this light is the light of all. Hear the word of the Lord. A child has been born to us, a son given to us, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace.
May the Savior, Christ the Lord, be born in us this night, in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives. May the light of God be kindled in us and lead us to the shining truth of God with us, God for us, God in us, forever and ever, world without end. Amen. <laughs>